Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Slag Guy podcast with me, the Slag Guy himself, Dave Elliott. Um, and I am being kind of sly this week because I'm recording the podcast in a different room than usual. I'm recording the podcast in my living room as opposed to my dining room. And the sound quality may be slightly different on this particular episode because um, of that, you know, and why um, am I recording in the living room and not the dining room here, you ask? Because I got rid of my daughter at last. Um, haven't managed to, to sell her on eBay or anything, but she's at my parents overnight. Um, and why is that? I hear you scream, um, it's so, you know, I, I can put a bit more volume into the record of the podcast, so if you want to hear a bit of singing, I can just throw some singing, sing me a song, Dave, no sweat, let me just think, I'm walking away from the troubles in my life, nice, I mean, that that's embarrassing in many respects, because that was the first song that came to my head, think of a song off the top of your head, oh fuck, um, what's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour, ooh. Just Craig David. Um, anytime I'm told to select a song, it's just straight away to Craig David. Monday, I took a for a drink on a Tuesday. Nah. Um, the real reason is, is because me and my wife are getting up insanely early in the morning. And it would be kind of shit to get up and have to get Holly dressed and, and leave her to people at like half past five in the morning. You know, I mean, I would do it, but it's just it's just better to have a bit of peace, you know, to record the podcast. And you're probably going, the sound's a little bit different on this week's podcast. I'm going, yeah, because I'm in that living room. You know, my dining room, as you know, is actually a banqueting hall. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of like, open space in there. There's there's maybe um, a lot more echo than there would be in, in the living room where I'm recording today. And... You know, as I look around, there's a lot more furniture in here. There's more, more things generally. Um, there's more. There's like a lot of toys in here. A lot of Hollies and um, paper toys are here. Um, paper toys. Actually, that's a plastic toys. Oh, that's a Freudian slip. There's a lot of her paper toys in here. And um, you're probably thinking, Dave. Um, do you just give your child paper? Yeah, I do. You know, I'm. I'm listening. I'm living life on the breadline here. Um, I meant to say plastic paper slipped out. Oops. And by paper toys, what do you mean paper toys? Do you mean like you've made her into like little boats or... No, I just mean I give her screwed up bits of paper. And then say, use those as sticks. Give her scrunched up pieces of paper. There's a football for you. Go and enjoy yourself. That's the kind of guy I am. But no, listen, it's just something a little bit different. And it's nice for me to record. Just to be totally honest, fully reclined. I'm reclined in my sofa, I've got my slippers on, I'm feeling warm, I'm feeling cosy, I'm making the most of my house, it sounds better in this house, and why? Because I've got my house insulated, what about that? For a grown up, boring start to a podcast, guys, what do you want to listen to? What did Dave get up to this week? I insulated his house. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about now. People will come out and they will say, oh, I insulated his house to try and fucking conserve energy and keep his house a little bit warmer. Nah, but real podcast listeners will be like, nah, he did that for sound quality. He's gone out there. He's got basically a grand's worth of insulation pumped into the walls of his house so there's not reverb. He's gone out there to soundproof the walls. Um, so his house just sounds really great. His podcast sounds superb you know and that's exactly um what i've done and guys just are reaping the rewards albeit it is super comfortable 
I'm feeling very uh, relaxed, very um, cosy. I might actually have to take my slippers off at some point because it that's the level of heat retention that I now have in my house. And that's just what we're dealing with. You know, that's the kind of rude guy I am. And that's if that's the kind of investing I'm putting into the podcast, what I can say to you guys is you could invest in me by taking yourselves over to Apple Podcasts and giving a wee rate and review on the podcast. You know, that's what you could do. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Share on Instagram stories. Do whatever you do. When you listen to the podcast, get it out there. That's what I would do because, guys, I'm investing in that. I'm getting my whole house soundproofed. I'm getting rid of my child. You know, my wife will be gone next week as well. That won't be through any particular podcast style effort. That'll just be, she'll finally see sense and just ditch me, you know. And then guess what? I'll just have this, I, I won't have this greatly insulated house. I'll have to find somewhere else to podcast because let's be fair. If I split up with my wife, I'll be the one to leave the house. Because it's always the way, isn't it? You know, you work so hard to get this gaff and then they just ditch you. Now that's not my plan. I should point out I'm not planning on splitting up there. So before any of you ladies or gentlemen get very excited and be like, the big cat's back in the market, I best get my tranquilizers. And that doesn't mean um you best get any rohypnol and follow me to a pub. I mean literally the big cat, the tiger, the lion, rawr, would be back prowling the plains. You know, you'd be out there on the on the on the Maasai countryside of Kenya and you would come after me with one of those wee <laughs> darts again I'd assume you would shoot it out of a tube rather than a gun because I'm I'm very uh, ba- backwards in that respect but I, I get also that you could just drug me but listen that's not happening this is just a fabrication almost a, fa- a fantasy a bit of Rammstein um that you may have about, oh, that's not going to happen, I'll still be with my, my darling wife, and my, my daughter will be back next week, probably crying and all, being a wee jerk, wrecking the podcast, I'll have to go up there and be like, you alright, you wee dick, and then she'll go back to sleep again, you know, and again, I kind of feel like, I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold this week, because, because of the sad child, because last night, whenever, right, listen to this, la- two nights ago, the child woke up four times in the night screaming. And now, did I go and see The Grudge at the cinema this day last week? Yes, I did. Am I still slightly scared of my house? Yes, I am. But I didn't appreciate her screaming. I thought, oh no, there's clearly a Japanese child ghost in her bedroom. And that's why she's awake. So I'll just have to go in and check on her to make sure that she's fine. And isn't going to be sitting there like, uh any of that shit you know and that scared me as a 33 year old 20 plus stone behemoth of a man i'm afraid to get up at night time but we did it i went in checked on, on on my daughter and she was just basically uncomfortable in her bed now people will say you're talking shit it's not a japanese ghost curse yes that's true people will say she had a pretty bad cold slash maybe minor flu whatever but i mean that's what people will say haters will hate and all that also my wife she is in many respects i guess you could say deaf also so she never hears her or gets up at night it's just left to me so last night rather than getting up and being all afraid and having to travel through the night um i just slept in her room and now that's the thing too like you think weird things like i used to many moons ago sleep in the nip 
I used to be my thing. I used to just get into my bed, take my pants off, my, my top off, my socks off, and just hop into bed for a sleep. But now I sleep in boxers. Why is that, Jask? And that's this is genuinely the reason I sleep in boxers now. Um, so I don't get sucked out by ghosts. No, that's not true. I sleep in boxers now because genuinely I do feel that if if we get broken into. I need to be in some way ready to fight. Like if I am wearing nothing and a bad guy comes into my house and I have to fight him, there's a chance he might cut my cock off. No, no. I mean, is he going to have to be very swift and very accurate with a very sharp knife? Yes. But I mean, if he's anything else, he could just hit it. You know, that'd be even better. Like if I came like bombing down the stairs with my piece hanging between my legs and he just, uh, like, again, I'm slightly elevated on the steps, and he comes up the stairs, and he just, he could probably, he could definitely swing a slap at my dick and balls, and that would take me down. Do you know, whereas if they're tight in, like, UFC-style fighting pants, which are just basically tight-fitted boxers, I stand a better chance. But I thought, you know what, I'm not having another night where I'm in bed with Catherine, I'm waking up, hearing Holly screaming. There's that initial five seconds where I'm lying in bed going, get the fuck up you can hear her too i know you're awake because when you're asleep you're fully like (sighs) 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 but when you're awake in bed you're just silent that's a giveaway like see if anyone's married or shares a bed with a partner and there's any reason for the said partner to go to bed maybe it is a kid maybe there's someone coming to the door i don't know maybe they need the uh, the pee but if you know your partner's awake you know do you know, it's not like you're lying there going, are they, aren't they? If I hear her being like, oh, I'll know she's asleep, legit. Whereas if I'm lying there and she's like this, that bitch is awake. But yet she has like a heart of stone. She'll be like, I will let the baby cry before my husband will get up and deal with it. I don't care if the baby's been crying for 27 minutes. Finally, my husband is awoken and he can go in and deal with it. I think that's just the thing in my house, you know, that if if the baby cries, I have to go and deal with it. Oh, I've got a song in my head about a baby crying. I can't remember what song it is. The baby, the baby cries. Oh, no, it's probably just made up. But I'll go in with her. So I thought, you know what, rather than me get up, and, and every time, every time I throw a strop, like I'll get out of bed and go, fuck sake, and then storm in. I just thought, you know what, Holly's a little... Every time a baby cries, oh, I touch a leaf, oh, I see the sky, then I know why, I believe. That's what it is. Robson and Jerome got stuck in my head. Um, but I just thought to myself, you know what? If Holly's actually a bit sick, rather than just being a moany bastard, you know, I'd rather be there in the room with her to give her comfort. Now, in my head that I contemplate taking her out of the cot, and just like lying her on the floor, and then I would get in the cot, yes, because I'd be comfortable, but I didn't do that, what I did, was put her in her cot, she was sleeping, snoring all night, because of this cold flu thing she has, and I just laid a duvet, onto the floor, a David Duvet Covney, on the floor, and then I just got another duvet, on top of that, and just brought my four pillows in, because that's how many pillows I sleep with, I've got two for my head, one for my arm, one to put between my legs, just because I like to, I don't know, fuck, and I actually, to be totally honest with you, I have three pillows that are the same, they're kind of stiff, you know, 
and have one pillow that's a little bit like softer that can mold shapes what i actually do is use that to plump my head in between and adjust my neck i've probably one or two and then one under my arm you know i like to have like a pillow in the rock bottom position when i sleep and yeah slept on the floor there so if i did hear her wake up i could just like hush her back to sleep and i mean that that is is just me as a great guy you know i'm there i'm helping my daughter who's not not well and then also my wife who's working the next day at like fucking seven in the morning you know healing people she's a healer not like a faith healer like uh eileen drury niche reference glenn hoddle check it out but um just as like a legitimate nurse so i thought you know what i'll go in there i'm a man that can cope on a little a lot less sleep than my wife can like i think catherine needs about 12 to 14 hours sleep a night whereas i just function fully fully like a terminator on two (laughs) if i get to a sleep i'll be ready to go you know it's crazy but no, genuinely, if I, I think if I get somewhere in the region of five hours sleep a night, I'll be good. That's why my one sole New Year's resolution this year was to get more sleep. Because I just feel like it might be a bit better for me. Um, But if anything goes bump in the night, I shit myself and think, oh, the Japs are back over to get us. Pearl Harbor Part 2 in my bedroom. Um, sneak attack by the Japanese ghosts. And that's not what I need. But uh, yeah, the grudges frighten me. But my wife is deaf, so I mean, whatever happens, if someone comes for the night, I'm the first line of defense. My brother and my dog, Charlie, you know, he doesn't, he's Chinese. He's a shit, so he doesn't care about the Japanese coming over. Do you know what I mean? Um, So he's not going to be any type of defense. It's not like he's a German, like a big German shepherd, you know. He could just go and like rip someone's face off. No, no, Charlie, he will maybe bark with like his 12-year-old lack of teeth. And then, like, a bad guy just kick his head off. A la Jean Wick. And then I'll just be left to flipping defend the place. Which is how it goes. So, yeah. Slept in with her last night. And now, the whole story, the whole talking of that is to get to the fact that I've got the sniffles. And that's literally it. To say, I've had to take some vitamin C and feel a little bit under the weather. All because my daughter has a cold and I slept in her bedroom last night. Um, now, I'd say at 33 years old, should you be sleeping on a floor? No, my back's all crippled today when I got up. I was like, oh, no, I've really done my back in. Haven't really had too many back issues, but now I spent the entire evening on, the, on a hard wooden floor, harsh wooden floor. My poor spine is in all sorts of conditions. I woke up like Schwarzenegger, oh, my spine. And I just feel, yeah, kind of shit now. You know, it's kind of the way it is. But we'll cope, we'll move on, and we'll hopefully have a really good week because... You know, there's lots on this week. I've an exciting week because, you know, I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, you love to hear the stories about me talking about doing, like, entertaining stuff. And I feel like this week is an entertaining week. of two weeks of entertaining coming up. I have this week I'm doing a short film, which would be nice. I'm actually filming tomorrow. This is actually Sunday. I did put the call for questions out. I think maybe on a Thursday or Friday because that was my intention to record. But then, you know, things just happened. You know, life just happened and I had to change the record date. So it's not super late on a Sunday. It's like 9 o'clock now, so we can chill out. We'll get this done, get in the can, watch match of the day too. Heepa, you know. But the plan was to get it done on Thursday, but we didn't. So now tomorrow I've got to get up and be on set. <laughs> That's the lingo we use. At 7am. Now, I did get the call sheet and it's 7am to 7pm. 
and I thought, right, sweet, we'll get this baby wrapped. It's a short film. We're doing one scene. One scene tomorrow that we basically did a read-through of today, which took probably somewhere in the region of five to ten minutes for this particular scene. Now I've got it blocked, worked out, figured out, lines learned. I hope we don't be there for 12 hours. That's my hope. I hope we get in, get a shot, and then the guys are like, oh, well, I think pretty much that scene is in the can. And then they might be like, should we do the second scene? And then I'll go, "Mm, yes, great idea, because guess what? That's what we're supposed to do on Tuesday is the full second scene, which again is about five minutes long. And then I have to go back and do a scene myself in a bar on Friday. Now, I say scene, am I just going to get drunk in a bar? Probably. But that's the plan. And I'm excited about it. It was nice. It was good to be done. Like, the guys doing it are... It's like, it's a student film, you know? So you're probably being like, why is the great and all-powerful Elliot doing, doing a student film? I say, because the guys... They asked me to do it. First of all, I went, we'll pay you. And I said, of course, let me see the script. I like the script. And I like the guy, Ben, who was the writer of it. And he got in touch and he was a he was a great guy. I liked the sound of him. And then actually going to work on this set today, meet the guys, do the read-through. I liked them all. Now, I am a big believer that if you're going to do anything, if you're doing any kind of job, do the best you can. You know, this script is actually a great script. It's something I'm looking forward to seeing. And I kind of feel like maybe these guys in the future might be like, fuck, this guy is not only a fantastic performer, a fantastic energy. I can't believe I said that. He's also easy to work with. So maybe down the line when these guys are big, big time producers and writers to get old Muggins on board, you know. That's a plan because you just know I want to be making more... Uh, making more content, making more uh, acting jobs happen uh, and just kind of get into a bit more because, again, the ultimate plan is to go full-time at this larky. So it's exciting. I'm doing that three days this week and then the following week I'm doing a little something-something I've written myself. Oh, wow. Excited about that. I've got it all cast and all and the cast for this thing I'm doing next week are all brilliant, you know? So I'm very excited to to get that done as well which is nice I, I always feel like I use the phrase a real boy because I watched Pinocchio when I was a, he was a young man and by the way in case you're wondering if it sounds like I'm itching my nose I really am one of my moustache hairs is just a bit shorter that it doesn't comb down I must have accidentally trimmed it with my electric razor and it's just aiming directly into my nose so anytime I talk this little bit of moustache hair is just hitting my nose and really pissing me off I might just take myself into the bedroom and just chop my moustache off and come out looking like some kind of Amish pimp. But we'll try and power through. But yeah, it, it feels nice to be doing that. And and we'll have Pug Uglies back again this week, the second week of the bi-weekly Pugs Comedy Club. And guess what? Fucking great again. We had Tim McGarry headlining, who you may know as Daw. That was a terrible impression. That was Daw from Give My Head Peace. But he was there and it was a great night packed house had aaron butler do support james mccagney just bounced on did a wee set and it was great like here's the thing like i know you're probably thinking there's some kind of like beef between like myself and like younger comedians and then like the old guard literally not you know i think 
like we've had a Pugs, we've had Colin Murphy and we've had Tim before and they're great. Not only are they great at stand-up, they're great guys. Like Tim's an absolute gent um, and he's so, so funny. Like the, sh- the the stuff he did at Pugs, the show was just so, so funny. And like to see him on things like the blame game or give him a head piece, it's kind of like watching him with one hand tied behind his back because obviously he can't, there's nothing you can do to like amend somebody doing stand-up. Them doing stand-up is the purest form of their comedy and it's as un- uncut and as sort of unconstrained as possible and he was just so, so funny. Like he nearly made me sick laughing and it was great and it also nearly made me sick earlier in the week Whenever the day before on the, on the Wednesday we're getting ready to go. Obviously we've got like a full bar to deal with. You've got like bar manager, bar owners, PR team, all to work with. Um, and you've told them, oh no, Tim McGarry's doing tomorrow. They've sold out the night in advance with Tim McGarry, top of the bill. Then he texts me the day before being like, Dave, um, might have a slight problem about tomorrow's gig. And I went, oh, what's that, Tim? Uh, and let me know. And he's like, well... I had a bit of an eye operation today and I mean it's not really taken too well and then he sent me a photo of what can only be described as a swollen to three times the size of normal eye um, with the the lids completely shut and I was like oh fuck no that's him out of action there is literally no way that he's going to be able to do this gig tomorrow he's blind almost and I was like oh don't worry about it and in my head I went Ah oh, fuck, if he doesn't turn up, this is going to be so terrible. But then, like, some kind of trooper the next day, he was like, oh, I need to go to the, the Royal and get my eye looked at. And if it, if it heals a bit, I'll turn up. And if it doesn't, I'll let you know in advance. So I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even tell the bar. I was like, you know what? I can't stress these guys out any more than I need to. So I just kept it to myself. And thank fuck he turned up. Um, because it, it would just be awful if he hadn't. But... See, to be fair, if it was me, I would probably never do comedy again if that happened to me. Um, not because of any other reason other than I like, couldn't leave the house, you know. And to be fair, he, he shouldn't probably have done it, but he, he's a trooper. He fought through it, he put on a great show. And I mean, it made me think to myself, you know, fair play to him. He's like a proper, proper traditional stand-up, like coming to do his gig no matter what. Whereas if it was me, I'd be like, nah, fuck it, I'm staying in my bed. I actually couldn't leave the house. I look like like Quasimodo or the Elephant Man, and I'm and I don't care about making people laugh that much. Whereas he did, he did me a solid, and he was fucking brilliant. And that's kind of night that I want to be having a pugs going forward. I want full houses, great acts, great show, and I want to really establish pugs as one of the best comedy clubs in Belfast, um, if not the whole of NI. I think we're we're on the right track. The bi weekly's definitely helping definitely and it's just a great when, it, when it's bouncing in there it's as good a night as i've ever done anywhere and i love it and it was great and the next one we're back not this week the 27th the day before payday work that one out oh why it's Teresa livingston and patty mcgacky now Teresa's maybe uh not as known say as tim mcgarry but in terms of an act she is brilliant patty mcgacky is probably my favorite act on the scene he's just also brilliant and he's going to be doing a a show himself in the next uh, number of months so i'm definitely going to be 
keep it a very keen ear and eye out for Patty's show and I'm definitely going to be hashtag recommending that to people I just have my hand down my bags there apologies if you heard a big snap on the waistband I just don't know what it is I think a man just likes to have his hands down his bags now I'm not like a full smick that just keeps my hand down there all day and like would shake your hand and all I have a clean piece on me I just felt like I needed a bit of comfort you know sometimes you just hold it as a bit of comfort sometimes the, the, the dick and balls are also uh heat regulator like if you're too warm you put your hands down there you find your balls and dick are cold if you're too cold you put your hands down there you find they're warm you know if you don't believe me ladies because you obviously don't have them just find a guy near you it doesn't have to be a partner just a guy in the vicinity could even be your father i don't know for sake of experiment just say listen can i put my hand down in front of your trousers and feel the temperature of your penis and testicles it's not going to be weird if you do it in that way. Now, I know it's 2020, you can offend people by, you know, just doing it. Whereas if you go, excuse me, may I please feel your testicles and penis for an experiment that I heard on the Sly Guy podcast, please. Most guys will say to you, yeah, it's not a problem. I think that you should do it. I think you should just reach down, have a feel, figure it out. It's the place to be. It's the thing to do. And I'm going to not do it the rest of the podcast. I'm going to try and sit as still as possible. As not cause too much more noise. Because again, in my earphones there, I could just hear noise from outside. Is that a Japanese ghost? Possibly. Is it maybe Dennis? Definitely. As in Storm Dennis, not like just, I know, Shane Todd's dad. It's legitimately Storm Dennis. And he's blowing. Blowing outside my house as per. And also the storm. But it's not... It's not nice weather. So that's why I need to be a bit of comfort in my wee William Balls. So that's where we're at. And guys, on that note, I think it's safe to give you guys a word from our sponsor. And as you know, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed locally and canned in Hollywood County Down, as in Hollywood, with one L, not Hollywood, California, to be confused with. Because, I mean, it wouldn't be a very good startup business idea if you were based in Hollywood, County Down, and you were shipping cans from California. That'd be kind of, you know, you'd be off to a bad start. But Modest um, are a delicious craft beer company. And if you're keen to know more, contact them. Follow them on Instagram. Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer. That's a modest handle. Simple, straight away to the point. Perfect. At Modest Beer. Or if you want to know more, go to www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. And guess what, guys? It's delicious. There we are. That sounded as though I had pre-recorded that. I hadn't. I'm just that smooth an operator. It's because I've been learning my lines, you know. I know a lot of you guys listen to podcasts probably do lines yourself a weekend. Different kind of lines is what I'm doing. I've learnt my lines and, and I just have that kind of swing about me today. <laughs> oh, I've got a wee bit snotty there because I'm so reclined in my seat. Um, but I've had my vitamin C and I'm feeling and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I might just fire into my listeners' questions soon because again, I need to say, guys, you're absolutely killing it. You're really supporting the Sly Guy podcast and I love it. You're giving me questions which is great, um, as well as I said last week, 
I have pushed on a bit with the merch. I actually need to send a wee email after I finish this record here because um, I got sent a few samples of what the merchandise will look like and some of them are very sexy. So I'm going to be like, listen, this is what I want. I'd like this t-shirt and this t-shirt. I'm going to pop it online and then you guys can get it. I'll give you a clue. One t-shirt will be black, one t-shirt will be orange. Both will have a Slag Eye logo on it. Bingo, what do you think about that? That's how we do it, at a basic level. To get out and about, see what the demand is. And if there's more demand than that, we'll make more products. You guys as listeners, I want you to direct me to like what sort of merch you want to see. Now I know Phil McSee, it's a, a regular listener. He's a Twitter follower. He said he wants to see an orange t-shirt with the wee logo on the breast. That's exactly what you're going to get. You ask, you get. So anything in particular you guys want, let me know. We'll try and add it into the merch or try and make it work. Now, don't be coming in being like, oh, I want a personalised dildo. Because, you know, it would be awkward to do. I'd have to go. I'd have to get it, my, my bits all fitted and moulded. And it would be kind of weird for my wife to be like other people are using, you know. But if it's something like, I don't know, a baseball hat or a or a woolen hat or a, a zip-up hoodie. You know, if that's something to float your boat, let me know. We'll try and get that going, but it's that's going to be moving forward quicker than you would expect, probably, because it's probably taken me the, the guts of uh, two and a half years since I've been doing the podcast to have any merch available, but now we're, we're getting things rolling because you guys are helping and supporting, you know, by sharing in Instagram stories, by retweeting, by sharing on Facebook, whatever you're doing, that helps spread the word of the podcast, get the branding out there, and the listening figures are going up as well, and I love it. Next week... I'll go into where people are listening because that's always fun to see where people are listening to the podcast. I always find it especially bizarre when people are like listening in like, like, I don't know, the rainforest in like Peru. You know, that's where the sort of things have been. Speaking of rainforest in Peru, fuck my life. I've been watching The Real Narcos on Netflix. Tell you what, the cartel ain't nothing to fuck with. You know, if you, if you say something sly about the cartel... They'll just cut your everything off. And what I mean by your everything, I'll tell you. They'll cut your head off. They'll cut your arms off. They'll cut your body off. Like, how can how can they cut your body off? That's what they do. That's the cartel. They don't fuck about. And then, when they're done, they won't just, like, uh, you know, chuck you in a river or shit. They'll fuck you in the street. Middle of the day. Like, it's... I would recommend watching The Real Narcos if you like to be scared about the real world. Because, Jesus Christ... I watched that with the thing, the guy Jason Fox, I think he's called. He's a like a real chiseled, sexy, older SAS veteran guy, and he's just like, I want again. This will sound like Ross Kemp. I've decided, I want to go in to the cartel. That wasn't anything like Ross Kemp, but anyway, that's the gist. He's undercover chats these guys, and it's heavy duty, but I enjoy it. And that's maybe what I'm going to do after I finish this podcast. Check that out. Because I'm too reclined and too relaxed because my daughter's not here. You know? Last night was another case of that. I was like, uh, it was felt like a Saturday night. Um, because it was. And I just wanted to drink. You know, I just fancied having a drink. I've been getting these cravings for red wine for the last few weeks. And I just thought, you know what? I can't open a full bottle of red because then I'll drink a full bottle of red I've got lots of to do on this Sunday I've got to go and do a read through I've got an appointment um, I've got all this shit to do 
So I thought I can't be hungover, but I do want some red wine, but I don't want to just waste the bottle. So I had two glasses of red wine from this French bottle. Um, and it's not so much relevant that the bottle's French, it's more the size. It was like it's the two bottle size. Like not like the wee pinner glasses or, or bottles of wine you can get where it's just like maybe a glass. This baby had two full glasses of red wine, like nice big hefty glasses and it was beautiful. Made me feel really great, didn't give me a hangover, probably helped me sleeping on the floor a bit, but uh, it was great, I'm a sleepy bear. Um, and I mean, if you listen to the Boytown podcast, you'll know there's a high risk that I could very well fall asleep on this podcast. I've done it before, I'm not afraid to do it again, that's what you're dealing with here. Um, but I may get on to listeners' questions very soon, once again, rating, reviewing, please subscribe and share, keep sharing the podcast they keep moving us forward. Again, if you just want to up your level of support of the podcast, I'm not saying you have to. You could go over to Patreon, Sly Guy Podcast, and subscribe for like as little as a fiver a month to that. And I've been keeping up with my extra monthly podcast over there. And it's not a podcast exactly the same as what you get here. I change it up. It's a bit more personal. I talk about things a wee bit more personally than I would do normally. I talk a wee bit about like stand-up, a bit about... The writing process, frustrations that I have, and I just fire it um, over there. So if you want to know a wee bit more about me, check that out. Again, for a couple of new subscribers this week, Mick and Karis. So thank you to you two and everybody else that's over there. I appreciate it. And you'll get actually a, an additional podcast this week than you will. It's just a monthly podcast. A lot of people are like, I'll bank a podcast. Fuck that. I'm not banking anything unless I have like, I know another kid or something down the line and then have to take a bit of time off to like you know do that kind of shit then i'll maybe do that or else if something happens to me if i get sick or something then i have to i'll do it that way but in the meantime i'm just gonna keep doing them just whenever the mood takes me whenever i'm free i'm just gonna just just fly into it um oh why and listeners questions first off is helen has asked any valentine's plans and the best present you've ever received um yeah, I fully forgot to chat about the fact that it was Valentine's this week. That's because my wife, my wife has been working so much and is just exhausted. Now, am I going to make a big deal and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you worked so hard and you've come home and you don't want to spend time with me? Nah, she's a nurse. She saves people's lives. You know, I tell jokes. There's a difference. You know, my day job is nowhere near as strenuous as what hers is. So I have a bit of respect. I realise... That we're not going to come in and fully romance the stone, so to speak. So, for our Valentine's, we both decided the, the money would be better spent on, like... Let me readjust here. On, ugh, like, stuff for the house than it would be for just, like, a, you know, tat. So, we're like, right, we'll write, get each other a card and write something nice. And then she bought me some chocolates... And I bought her some chocolates and that was that. But again, I'm, I'm sort of a physique guy. So, I mean, I just had to eat them on a certain specific day. And that was grand. But we didn't really do anything romantic. We got on the Marks and Spencer's dine-in for two. I wanted to get a bottle of wine. She wanted a bottle of Prosecco. So, obviously, we compromised. Got Prosecco. So, then I had to wait another night to get my, my bloody wine into me. Um, but yeah, my plans aren't really that fancy. Again, people are probably going to go, oh, well, you're a shit boyfriend, aren't you? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm a shit boyfriend because I'm married. So I'm a husband now. But um, 
you don't do anything romantic for your own life and I'll be like yeah I don't on Valentine's Day because I do on other times oh really what'd you do brought her to New York for her first anniversary didn't I you fucking pleb hey yeah I did but then I do other romantic things too oh whoa and then I just kind of feel like Valentine's is like um it's just it's just like a gross time like it's a gross time in social media where everyone's like oh let me just say happy valentine's the most beautiful wife or and then a lot of times you're seeing people doing that being like well why the big public show of affection you know you maybe think you've actually done something <laughs> that you kind of feel guilty for but whatever who am i to judge you know i just don't like it i don't, I don't like valentine's die i don't fucking like it um so i just find myself ignoring it a bit Plus, also, it's difficult to get the child looked after, you know? Because, again, my stinking mum and dad are probably trying to fuck each other that night. And my in-laws are probably at it too. Drinking wine and flipping, throwing out chocolates and petals on the bed, you know? Been wine dying in 69. That's what those old folks are probably up to. Gross. Um, so, now I'm not big into it. But in terms of the best present I've ever received from Val- for Valentine's Day... Probably that box of matchmakers I got this year because I wasn't expecting a gift at all. So, I mean, it's all just what you expect. But in terms of a genuine gift, in fact, my wife bought me a shower gel and shaving cream set for no reason, like a week ago. And for some reason, I was overjoyed by that because nobody just buys you a present without giving you a heads up. And if it's not your birthday or Christmas... Where she just came home and was like, oh, I got you a present. And I said, why? And she went, oh, I just thought you'd like it. And I was so baffled. I was like, what kind of witchcraft is this? Like, why are you just being dead on to me for no other reason other than the fact that you're just a nice person? And I loved it. It was great. So I, I smell a lot of cracked pepper now. Um, which probably, to be fair, makes me smell very edible because I'm very close to just a gammon, piece of gammon, you know, and if there's cracked pepper on me, I mean, throw me in your oven, cook me up, and just eat me, get your big sharp knife out, and chop my chubby bottom, and just eat it, you know, Um, Tim Gallagher said, have you got a planner game sorted yet, now Tim is co-host of the Dirt Civil podcast with Aaron McCann, and he put up a video on his Instagram story, would it be a week or two ago, and he was just planning his week. And I loved it. And I said, Tim, yes, I love this. And, you know, he had, he had a proper, like, pre-bought planner diary. And, I mean, that's very organised. You know, I must admit, that is extremely organised. Now, do I have something to that level of organisation? Absolutely not. But do I like to organise my week and make a to-do list? I do. And I find that each week that I'm doing a to-do list, I'm actually sticking to it, I'm making things happen, and that's the way to go, isn't it? Um, so I haven't got an exact planner yet, Tim, but I do my, I do my shit, I do my lists, and it definitely helps. Um, but yeah, if you don't already, follow, follow Tim Gallagher as well on Instagram. He's an inspirational guy, and a, and a good podcaster as well. Um, John Joe Flood has said, Monsieur Elliot, good day, hope all's well, and Papa Bear Towers. Podcast question, well, I'm seeing people say that, podcast question, I mean, you're going, obviously, I asked for podcast questions, you just asked me a question. Um, outside of the obvious answers of full-time entertainment, what would your dream job be for you, 
or maybe what was little Davy's dream job growing up. Um, honestly, as a little boy, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and that's it, you know. And then I think as I got a bit older, that maybe changed. I think maybe when I got to like 13, 14, I was like, I'm going to be a porn star when I grow up. And again, probably looking down at my piece, I was like, oh, this baby will grow. I'll just keep watering it. Eventually, it'll get a bit bigger, like those guys in the videos. But yeah, it never happened. And see, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, nah, being a porn star would be a very tough job. Like whenever you're in bed with your wife, who you love and you fancy more than anyone in the world, and she's like, right, finish. You're like, ah, oh, it doesn't really work like that. I just kind of have to say, like, no, we only have a, we have only a three minute window, and I'm like, I'm trying to enjoy this. She's like, nah, just do it. And I'm like, ah, no, it's awkward, it's weird. Whereas like a porn star can do it in a cramped room full of like seven dudes being like, come now, mate, and he's like, all right. Whereas if your wife's like, would you just finish, please, because I need to read the rest of this, uh, J.K. Rowling novel, if you don't mind, and I'd be like, oh, I'm just kind of reaching my my rhythm here and she's like oh well done like the end of who was who millionaire and then you're like all right and she's just starts reading harry potter while you're still in her you know it's not a it's not a good outcome really um so yeah i want to be a porn star or a wrestler really i mean it could be just val venus the porn star wrestler which would have been my my dream basically um back in the day Sam Cardosi has said, what special Valentine's gifts will Papa Pump be giving out this year? Again, I wanted to give, you know, my wife, I guess, 12 inches of pleasure, which would be my penis 24 times. And I mean, that didn't happen. That was a dream. That was like being wanting to be a wrestler or a porn star. You know, you want to you wanna actually have Valentine's sex with your wife. The real likelihood is she'll just go to bed and you'll eat a baked potato and cry while watching Love Island. But I mean, you know, you can at least you have the aims. But um, in terms of gifts, I didn't. Re- I don't really do gifts for that. I am generous with other gifts. I mean, one of my Christmas gifts that she got was a nice voucher to go to the Galagorm because we'd always chatted about going there ourselves. Never been. I'm not much of a spa guy in terms of going to a spa. People have referred to me as that before, but not because I go and treat myself in a spa for more harsh reasons than that, but... I, yeah, I, I haven't really given anything out this year. I bought a box of lint chocolates and then ate most of them on my cheat day. So, I mean, every cloud. Jody Flood has said, can you explain or justify this photo on the podcast? I mean, it's a weird photo of me in a pair of denim jean shorts and a zip-up hoodie with no t-shirt on while I'm trying to, like, flyer a, a sketch show at the Fringe. Yeah, that's basically it. I was just a young, um, laid-back guy trying to promote my sketch show, and I just happened to have, you know, no top on underneath my hoodie, and that's really it. And how that actually, how that photo got up on the social media and in the public eye for Jody to get that picture... Shane Todd bullying me, you know, Shane decided to go deep, 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 deep into my personal Facebook account, just get a load of old photos and post them to try and make fun of me, which is, you know, that's Shane Todd as a guy, a bully and a sly person, Um, but you know, sometimes you just need to cope with these things, and 
I was a bigger man and I just let it wash off me like water off a duck's back and posted something offensive about him on my Instagram story which got a better response. So I mean I think that's the way to deal with things. <coughs> per me. Luke Gorman has said, Hi Dave. Wondering what you wondering what are your go to comedy shows to rewatch all the time. I've lost count on how many times I've watched Dark Place, Mighty Bush and, and League of Gentlemen. Um well Dark Place is a good show with Garth Morangi, that was nice. The Mighty Bush I kind of found a bit weird and a League of Gentlemen I liked. I can kind of see um maybe why you got involved in my initial podcast. Look, the weird element kind of drew you in there, I sense. Um but those were weird shows. In terms of like sitcoms and things, The Office is my absolute favourite. You know, I love extras as well. Ricky Gervais is my guy. I love him. That sense of humour. All for it. Big Peep Show fan as well, I must admit. It would probably be my second favourite sitcom. And that's my kind of sort of sense of humour. So if I'm writing longer form things, it'll probably be of that similar tone than other things. But yeah, that would be what I would watch back. And in terms of stand-up, you know, there's no real stand-up show that I'd be like, I'd watch that loads back. You know, maybe more so to see people's stagecraft than anything. But... You know, there's none that I would just watch back. Um, obviously, I watched Sticks and Stones, Dave Chappelle special, uh, this year, and I thought it was amazing. You know, that was the last time, the last stand-up special I've seen and gone, whoa, that's unbelievable. Um, but apart from that, I don't really watch things back. I'm more of a one-watch guy. You know, once I've seen it once, I'll be it. Unless it's something like, you know, Showgirls, which I had on DVD as a teenager, and I watched that probably two, three times a day over the course of study leave. Uh, um, whenever I was doing my GCSEs. Mark Hegarty, can you please post this photo on your story and maybe try and get inside the head of the dweeb and figure out what he was thinking? Yeah, cheers, Mark. You sent me a photo of Shane that I've never seen when he had this weird kind of helmet hair thing going on. And, like, uh, also some uh, weird hair bowl hair and some cream on his lip and like not cream like um cream cream like guinness cream which was weird um in itself and i maybe I'll, I'll put it up later if i need to but again he likes to prod me with stuff and i just bite his head off you know whereas i'll i'll not go after him because of better things to do but when that wee nerd tries to get at me I'll clobber him. <clears throat> Jimmy Blobby has said, Hey big man, I know you don't like going into football for too long on the podcast, but if you had to pick your all-time five-a-side Arsenal team, who would be in it? Right, okay, we'll, we'll do this quick. Henri, Burkamp, Perez. Henri, Burkamp, Perez, Fabregas probably. And one more. Who's a bit of a, a smooth... Santi Cazorla, easy, boom. There you go. Um, the Norfolk Pines have said thoughts on the election result in the South. Um, I kind of feel like <clears throat> it's interesting. Obviously, I, 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 I mean, they've clearly not paid any attention to how Sinn Féin have done up here because they've been shit. You know, DUP and Sinn Féin have just been shit. But then they've been voted in the South. So, you know, they'll probably prove themselves to be shit there too. Um, but I mean, it's definitely a, a sign to the status quo, if you will, to do better. Um, but 
yeah, I'm not mad into that one to be fair. Um, oh, he says, jerk, Catherine, my own wife. I said, why did you not buy your wife a Valentine's present? Uh, because you told me explicitly not to. Now, you're probably going to go, oh no, that's just a trick from all women. Yes, it is. But whenever your wife goes, listen, don't be wasting money on a stupid Valentine's present that we can save up and use to put like a new door in the house or a new, you know what I mean? That's what we're going to do, save money. And that's why I didn't buy her a present. But you know what? I did fucking buy her a present in the end so you can shut up. <laughs> Shana said, what are the five things you like about me? Don't be sly. Like, who does that? that that's just Shane Todd in a nutshell. What are five things you like about me? Don't be sly. Right, okay, if I'm being honest, what do I like about you? I like when you get mugged off. That's funny. Um, it's about your personality. I like that you are, you're well, you've good intentions. I like that. I also like that you enjoy a little bitch. She's good. I, I would say, you know what? I trust you. You know, you're a good, you're a good guy for that kind of thing. And you're reliable in some ways. I just want to say in some ways, like in a friendship way, you're reliable. In a being at a meeting at a certain time, absolutely not reliable at all. But in terms of as a friend, yeah. And that's the last time I'm ever going to say five nice things about you publicly. Now, if one of the list things I don't like about you, now there's a different list altogether. Your weird freaky fingers, the hair that grows over your ears, the way there's food always in your teeth, your bad timekeeping and your long clown feet. But I mean, that's five and five kind of levels. So it feels good. Um, Nathan Concilia, ahoy hombre. Where do you're going into Spanish here, the Italian guy? Those medieval guys could be pretty sly. But what's your pick for the worst olden days method of torture? Google Safism. Um, if you've never heard of it as a top contender. I mean, I do believe that I'm a bit of a master of uh, medieval torture techniques. Um, I have looked that up before, I think, and it should ring a bell. Safism, yeah. <laughs> Safism, known as boats or mistakenly synonism, is an alleged ancient Persian method of execution. The word comes from the Greek scaphe, meaning anything scooped or hollowed out. Ah, is this where they put the, the rat on your belly? And um, let me see, trapping the victim. No. Entail trapping the victim between two boats, feeding them and covering them with milk and honey, and allowing them to fester and be devoured by insects or other vermin over time. Nice, that's kind of kind of sly but i mean if you're getting covered in honey it's never a bad thing get me covered in honey baby i thought you meant that the scaphism was that thing where you like put uh, a big boiling bowl on top of a rat in your stomach and the rat only way to get out is to burrow through your stomach which is also pretty sly and um, slow slicing was the thing that i found that the chinese do to people which was pretty sly they just basically were like right i mean it'd be shit to be an executioner and execute the slow slice Busy killing people by paper cuts. Just walk up to you with a wee knife. Just keep nicking you until you eventually bleed out. Um, I can always trust on my Italian friend to bring some quality to their questions. And the last question this week is Craig Walker. Hello, David. No question today as I am here to inspire and motivate the fellow Sly Guy listeners. Go back into the gym two weeks ago after gaining some pounds. And I've nearly got one stone off after keeping it to a good diet and training schedule. If you're feeling down or gained a few pounds, joining a gym, I guarantee it'll make you feel a hundred times better, mentally and physically. P.S. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Love yous all. Craig, that was a really nice way to finish. Again, it's just you using an agenda 
of this podcast to get your message out there, which I mean, I don't not entirely sure if I if I enjoy, but I I appreciate the method, and I appreciate the sentiment of that message, especially now <clears throat> when we're recording on a Sunday and we find out that Caroline Flack has killed herself. I hate that. I was a big fan of her, um, as a TV presenter and also as just being a very pretty lady, and for someone to be in a society where people are online are giving someone so much shit that they feel that's the only recourse. Gross, you know? So it's nice for Craig to come in there and end the podcast on a real positive, positive message, trying to inspire people. That's what you should be doing, getting together, helping people out rather than bringing each other down. And I mean, that's not a really sly way to end the podcast, but I think that's good. You know, I think that's what we need to maybe do is maybe focus more on positives than just negatives like see these fucking online and i'm an internet troll now you're just a fucking loser nerd you know if you actually go out of your way to call yourself a troll and be a troll you're the one with the problems you know and i think by people giving these these people a stage you know you're letting the trolls fester and and get and just win really you know and i hate that i also think as well like, if you're one of these people that actually decide to put negative comments on things, like, what are you doing? Like, there's a lot of comedy. Obviously, being a comedian, there's a lot of comedy I see, and a lot of it I love. And then there's bits of it I don't like, but never do I feel the need to be like, this was fucking shit, you know, you should quit, your family should be embarrassed, but you should kill yourself, you know, stuff like that, negative shit like that. Just go and watch something else. You know, if you think something's good, Drop a comment if you want, you know, but the negative shit, it's like, does that make you feel better? If that's the case, maybe you need to go and speak to somebody because you're a loser. And that's a very Donald Trump way to be. If that's the way that you feel and you want to make a negative comment, you're a loser. It's not a very doctor If that's the way you want to comment, Scott, you're a loser. <laughs> you know, but just, just knock on the head. If any of your mates are trolls and you know of it, Tell the fuck off, you know, grow up. And listen to the Sly Guy podcast. Cheer yourself up. Stop being such a negative bastard. Anyway, on that note, let's leave with Craig's wise words in her head. Let's get out there. Let's work out. Let's eat better. Let's look after ourselves. If any of your mates are feeling down, chat to them. You know, if you're feeling down yourself, chat to people. Let's just, let's spread help rather than hurt guys i think that needs to be the new mantra and starting with that what you can do subscribe to this podcast rate and review it and all that other stuff i don't want to talk about it after that sincere message i don't want to be like listen you do this but yeah you gotta fit it in there it's gross i'm sorry guys look after yourselves look after each other and i'll look after this until next week because this is done and thank you for listening all right Bye.